what is good, RPG Nation? You just saw a bunch of white boys bobbing their heads because Corey made us a sick new drop for this. Thank you, Corey. Uh, and Evan and I are here to talk about your waiver wire options ahead of week four. Evan, how you doing? Doing pretty good, Mike. Happy yeah. to be here. This is exciting. We're going to talk about some stuff before the Eagles game, so keep an eye out for catastrophic injuries in the Eagles game. We're hoping everybody is good. Baker Mayfield's going to lead him to a big comeback. It's going to be awesome tonight. Uh, but first, let's talk about some very clear waiver wire options for your redraft teams before we get too deep and emotional with it. Corey, I see you're sneaking in there. I think we have a special guest this week. Look at that. Ooh, the godfather of RPG Nation himself. He is muted or his microphone isn't working, but we're going to just roll with it. So first and foremost, if you saw any part of the Miami Dolphins game, Devon H.A. needs to be on your team. He's still available in over 80% of leagues. And, uh, I mean, Evan, you want to talk about what his scouting report looked like coming into this year and why he's going to take the role from Mostert moving forward? Yeah, coming out of college, the biggest thing was he kept dropping weight for track season. Uh, he was a uh, sprinter for that team, for a, uh, for Texas A&M. So he continuously dropped weight. So everybody wanted to see what he could do in his first real offseason, uh, pushing just for football. Uh, he gave up sprinting. He's not going to go for Olympic trials or anything like that. Uh, so he was a speed guy. Speed, speed, speed. And what do we know is the Miami Dolphins love speed. Oh, yeah. And it, when they look at the top uh, speed for ball carriers this week, it was Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. And I think Marvin Mims made an appearance and then Miami Dolphins. So yeah. just re really cool to see what A-Chain's going to do moving forward. Corey, you want to talk about a quarterback pickup? We got C.J. Stroud on the mind. You think that this is going to keep up for the rest of the year? You think it's an unsustainable pace? Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been pretty high on C.J. Stroud even pre-draft. You know, I, I think you came out and said that after he was taken by the Texans, he was pretty dead to you. Um, I've always really liked his talent. I think he's mm -hmm. showing it now, even on a team that no one believed in in terms of the weaponry. I like what I'm seeing, man. He's he's going out there and balling. I think the things we've been saying, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks have been he just looks like he's playing balls to the wall football, and now his receivers are helping him sustain that. And I, I think, you know, I don't think there's any stop in this train. I think he's going to continue to look good. Yeah, and he's available in I think it's like 82% of leagues on ESPN right now. So if, if you're doing quarterback streaming, he's playing the Steelers this week, which they're going to give him some trouble, but he's still going to throw for – a good, good amount of yardage there, which brings me to, I wanted to talk about an obvious receiver option, but this is just a perfect segue. Evan, is Tank Dell worth picking up or is this just a flash in the pan? It's the Nico Collins show moving forward. Yeah. So the, the argument on Tank Dell was never how good he was, never was his production in college. It was always his size. And how long will he be able to hold up this production? You, you look at his route percentage every single week, it's continued to go up. You look at his target share every single week, it's continued to go up. You want to think that that rookie camp really helped to solidify some of those connections between CJ uh, and Tank. And you look at that offense and they're looking to play young. They're looking to play fast. And uh, I think as long as he's healthy, you're going to continue to see some production out of him. For sure. I think the small guys are making a comeback. This is the little dude renaissance, and I'm here for it. 
another little guy that's floating on waivers right now. You got Josh Downs. He has officially taken over the number two role in Indianapolis, and as long as Gardner Minshew is playing, there's going to be a little more passing volume as opposed to the Anthony Richardson running show. I think Richardson is going to come back this week, but if he does not, Josh Downs is a deep play for some redraft leagues. The guy that I really want to talk about for receivers, though, can we talk about Josh Palmer, the apparently wide receiver two in L.A.? I'm truly, truly a heartbreaking injury to see Mike Williams uh, with the ACL tear that was confirmed today. But as we look at what the snap counts are, the involvement in the offense, the trust from the OC, the connection with Herbert, it's Josh Palmer until it's not. And like, I, this is a dynasty show with a lot of rookie fever and a lot of like real excitement for Quentin Johnston. But Corey, is there uh, any way that QJ makes an appearance before week eight? Or is this just Josh Palmer with some QJ spike touchdowns? Hey, hey, I mean, now's the time, right? This is what everyone who drafted QJ was waiting for was that injury that, you know, we could see a mile away coming for either Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. My money was more on Mike Williams. He just, tends to do it every year somehow and this year it just happened to be a really devastating injury um he'll be coming into uh his 29 year old season i think next year after he's recovered from this which is not good uh especially considering his lengthy injury history and look if qj doesn't show up in these next week or like week or two even um it does not it does not look good uh for this year at least for him uh, I, you know me, I was never the QJ guy. Uh, I, I thought and still think that it's Palmer show until Palmer becomes not trustworthy for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, if QJ doesn't show up in these next couple of weeks, I think it's, it's not gonna look good for the rest of the year. And I think Josh Palmer will be the guy to own there, but we shall see. Yeah. And for the guys keeping track at home, both are readily available. I'm pulling up the roster percentage. Quinn Johnson's rostered in 50% of leagues and was actually trending down until this injury. And then Josh Palmer's only 6% rostered. So I, I will say if you are a contender uh, and you have QJ like sitting on your taxi or just on your bench, it might be good to just flip him now with like the hype building that he should come in there and like be the, be the wide receiver too for the team. I think that's what maybe a lot of QJ truthers are expecting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think we might be all on the Josh Palmer side of this and unless yep. I'm, thinking otherwise but yeah if that's the case and you are trying to win your league now might be a good sell window for qj for sure i have one more wide receiver i'm gonna hit before we go into the running backs tight ends and then a a little sneaky defense for the week what do you guys think about Jaden reed christian watson's not practicing they have a thursday night game so not practicing on monday isn't great news for that uh he's been the number one option in green bay and He's looked good every time the ball's in his hand. So, Evan, do you think he's worth a pickup, or do you think this is just a little bit of smoke? Yeah, so, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but everything I've heard is Aaron Jones is likely to suit up for this game. And if he is going to suit up, I mean, I can just see pounding the rock, pounding the rock, pounding the rock, uh, trying to let Jordan Love be able to slowly ease his way in. I know what we've seen out of Jordan Love has been encouraging so far, um, but – I think Green Bay just wants to run the ball and let the defense hopefully find its legs and let the defense just kind of carry him. Watson should be back too, is what I'm reading. He should be back. Christian Watson and Aaron Jones in the mix. Yeah, I I don't know if you're going to see quite as much production for for Jaden Reed, but I'll I'll echo what you're saying, Mike. He's looked good with the ball in his hands. They're using him all kinds of ways, kind of gadgety, but also taking some to the house. 
And, you know, say what you want about like player profiler, but they've had for a while now, his best comparable, comparable player is Stefan Diggs. That's Which that's a, a lofty, lofty expectation. That's a high tout, I know, for sure. Yeah. But he he does have similar metrics. Uh, he dominated in, in college. Uh, he had a 25% college target share. So, you know, he's, he's shown that he can handle a lot of the rock. But yeah, I don't think you should expect for him to continue this level of production with both of those, both of those guys coming back this week, probably. Yep. Before we move off of Jaden Reed, is he going to be the number two once Watson comes back, or is Dobbs the number two? Because I think Reed has been the more trustworthy option, and Dobbs has just been getting the spike weeks with the touchdowns. But Evan, I'll, I'll defer to you. Who is the two in Green Bay? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Dobbs personally. Um, I think there's a little bit more trust there. I think they trust him to, to run a little bit better of a route tree, uh, have a little bit more options there as well, uh, and slowly easing uh, Jaden Reed into it. That makes sense. I concur. Cool. I agree. Uh, running back waivers are pretty thin this week, if I'm being honest. So Jerome Ford was all the hype last week. You had Kyron Williams, just the white knight for zero running back teams. Uh, How about he, Jerome Ford, though, showing up? Like, I think a lot of people picked him up and were like, oh, but he plays the Titans. Like, can we really even flex him? And then, yep. yeah, you, you sure could have. I hope you did. Look, I made that mistake in multiple leagues. I saw that he was playing the Titans, and I saw that he was going to be the bell cow. And, yeah, it bit me in the butt letting him uh, rot away on my bench. Guess who started only, him in Scott Fishbowl this week? There you go. There you go, boy. Yeah, I only got him in one league, like a single mm. league. I was able to uh, waiver him in a, in a redraft. I have him on some dynasty leagues. But, uh, yeah, yep. single redraft league, I, I managed to get him. I did start him, but mostly because, you know, I lost Barkley and Dobbins, so kind of had to. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to tight ends because running back. Oh, running backs. We got one more to talk about. It's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Don't pick him up. He's he's on everybody's waiver articles right now. He played a lot because it was a blowout and Pacheco was dealing with injury. Wait, can you say can you say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire one more time? Yeah. Do not pick up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Don't clip just the Edwards Hilaire part. There you go. That he has less than a third of the snap share. Yeah, just just off. And what what a whiff on first round running backs. Just I didn't every first even Jameer Gibbs getting sixteen inside carries. What what are people doing with their first round running backs? Like, give them some space. Let them let them tote the rock against defenders that aren't ready for them. But yeah. That's why we're a podcast and not offensive coordinators. Uh, so, tight ends. Zach Ertz is back. Zach Ertz is a thing. I guess so. I The 30, what is he, 33, 34-year-old coming off of an ACL tear? Uh, I, I guess he, if he's the number one option for Josh Dobbs, who's also a real NFL quarterback, I might pick up some Zach Ertz and play him. If you're desperate for tight end and you picked Kyle Pitts and you're tired of waiting for the breakout. He's about to turn 33, Mike. Disgusting. Just 33-year-old ACL tear quarterback or uh, tight ends getting the job done. Pouring out for Trey McBride, I guess. I I had some hope and some faith that Trey McBride could wrestle the uh, starting job away from the 33-year-old with bad knees, but. Yep. Despicable. And then. Last but not least, just double check your waiver wires. There's still some leagues where Hunter Henry hasn't been checked, picked up. 
they're somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sam Laporta hasn't been picked up, who apparently is the dynasty tight end three now, if not <laughs> one or two. Yeah, he's looked awesome. God. Dynasty is more redraft than we want to admit it is. But I'm going to give one shout out to a defense, and then I'll give you guys some final words if you want to talk about your you know, deep, deep shots before we hit our 15-minute mark. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week, I know it's not going to be pretty because they're they're going to have themselves a heck of a time tonight trying to guard the monstrous Philadelphia offense. But do you guys know who the Tampa Bay Bucks play next week? Tell me. Any guesses? Tell Some me. cakewalk. The New Orleans Saints. Oh. With an injured quarterback, with a uh, just a, a mess of an organization as it looks right now. They got up 17-0 and then could not do anything to hold on to that game. So I think the Bucks might give them more of a heartache than people admit, and they are the most readily available defense that you can stream next week. That's my shout-out. On the other side, if Taysom Hill is still available and listed as a tight end, go pick him up because he might throw three passes for 43 yards and be the tight end 10. But. He might be the QB. He might be the QB going into the week. Like if it, it's probably Jameis. It's a hundred percent Jameis. But it, I think but there's like a two percent shot. It's Taysom there's, Hill. There's going to be a Taysom Hill package that they're going to roll out, and yeah. it's going to be infuriating. But Evan, you got any deep names you want to shout out, or just ready to rock and roll onto helmet stickers? No, yeah, ready to rock and roll and move on. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll Austin Eckler's healthy next yeah. week. I got one for you. Because that would be a juicy matchup. Let's hear it, Corey. Who's your deep, deep waiver option this week? It, it might not be deep, deep, but I think that he is a guy that is available, especially in redraft, because mm-hmm. why would you you know, be clamoring for Panthers wide receivers? But old man Adam Thielen, oh. is he, he is usable. He is startable as much as people don't want to hear it don't want to admit it especially in redraft i mean i know it's the seahawks but listen to his next couple weeks here minnesota vikings detroit lions miami dolphins he has a bye week houston texans like these are uh after that the colts one of the worst secondaries in the league like adam thielen if he could stay healthy he might go on a pretty gross run well that's disgusting to think about and also if andy dalton is the quarterback it raises his ceiling somehow it does but, yeah uh ladies and gentlemen this has been your week four waiver wired with mike evan and this week Corey. Corey, thanks for hopping on yeah no see problem you guys be a silent observer but then you pulled me in surprise see you guys <laughs>